Welcome to Healthcare Experience Matters. This podcast is brought to you by the Healthcare Experience Foundation. And with today's episode, we're teaming with PRC. This podcast is dedicated to transforming the healthcare experience so that every person can receive and deliver the best care. Hello, Healthcare Experience Matters listeners. We have a return guest joining us today, Jeff Robbins. He is the Director of Coaching here at the Healthcare Experience Foundation, and we're talking about something that all of us can relate to, civility. Civility and, of course, the lack of civility at times and um, and how all that relates back to great patient experiences. So, Jeff, for listeners that may have missed our first two episodes together that we did I mean, I will link to them in the show notes today. Why don't you just remind us who you are um, and what kind of drives your passion for this work? All right. Thanks, Casey. It's good to be back. Been a while. So nice to be back talking with you. Um, Yeah. So my background is in uh, 20 years of healthcare in all different types of settings, uh, mainly in academic healthcare. And uh, Outpatient and inpatient uh, with a focus in medicine, cardiovascular medicine, and medicine specialties, and then a nice little stint in psychiatry as well on the academic side. So a lot of different settings, a lot of different experiences, and patient experience is pretty important to me. I've had a lot of experiences with my family that have, have fueled my passion, and then uh, and then I've had some uh, some personal experiences with civility. So this is what's fueled my passion with civility. And that's uh, why I enjoy talking about and creating awareness about it. I want to ask kind of a two-part question here. Explain to me the importance of civility in healthcare, why it's so important. And then, of course, I want to know, in your opinion, has it eroded over the years? Sure. Great question. You know, I'll say this. In civility, it's highly contagious. And it's kind of like a disease. And the first part of this, you have to like acknowledge that you have this thing going on in your institution, whether it's in healthcare, whether it's in whatever industry you're in, it's there, it's on a continuum. So you just have to be aware of it. And, you know, for patients and families, you know, that discomfort can damage trust in your institution, uh, prevent communication between clinicians and detract from the whole patient experience. Uh, and for employees in healthcare, it can result in super high turnover, uh, burnout, and just less joy in the job. You know, and I and I, when I think about you talk about erosion, um, just think about it. You're going to have, I know people when when they're dealt with where they're impacted, they constantly think about it. So it's like eighty. The statistics are like this: eighty percent lost time worrying about the rudeness. Uh, 60% lose time uh, worrying about the offender or they're, they're keeping away from this person. Uh, there's uh, about 60% reduction in cognitive ability at your job. So you're not even focused on your work. You become disengaged and, um, and re- overall reduced commitment to work. So you're disengaged. Um, and then you probably just about 12% of people leave that job. So that's the erosion you see. Jeff, that sums it up really well. And you know, of course, the next part of this interview is going to concentrate on things that we can do to prevent that erosion and nurturing a culture of civility. So 
let's talk a little bit about that because as I'm saying it out loud, it kind of feels like maybe that's part of the solution here. Um, so how how is nurturing a culture of civility done, and you know how does that impact today's conversation? Yeah, so let's think about that. Um, there's a great author, Dr. Cynthia Clark. Uh, I have her book. It's uh, I, I made a note of it real quick. So, be, uh, core Companies of Stability in Nursing and Healthcare. It's a great book. It's from 2021. She created a uh, a uh, conceptual model of the culture of belonging. And so, at the bottom of that, there's like three levels of it. At the bottom, there's psychological safety. Um, civility and respect, dignity, and awareness. So that's the that's the foundation. Next level up is going to be diversity, equity, inclusion, community building, authentic connections. Then when you establish those two building blocks, then you have this culture belonging. So if you remember, on the bottom is civility and psychological safety. When you do not have those, there's no way it's going to jump to any sort of belonging. People are going to feel uh, the culture is good. And Casey, I've been through it. I I was in a situation where I was on this continuum of of uh, workplace aggression, and my value and I got disengaged, and um, my values didn't line up with the institution, and and I just I left. You know, I was one of those twelve percent that said I'm out, and. I had reported uh, the incidences and and formally did the right thing, and nothing was done. So when that's when you know that there's no culture, and 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 you feel like, well, if that's not going to align with my culture, my my values, I'm going to get out. And that's what's happening. People are leaving, and this just doesn't happen with clinicians or professionals. Happens with patients. Uh, we see it in the waiting room, the instability between interaction between two two patients, between staff and patients. Uh, and then providers and colleagues. So, um, you know, with the pandemic, the two and a half years we've been in this pandemic, that's put a magnifying glass on the instability and people are just are exhausted. And you're seeing it now in uh, uh, in clinics, inpatient, outpatient, all over the place. No, that's that's really interesting. And did you have a plan B when you left? I would guess I'd ask that. Yes, I did. I did have a plan B. And that, so, okay. well, yeah. When I knew that my my situation was not what I was didn't line up with what I wanted to do and did, I didn't have joy work or contentment, I had a plan B and and went that route. So yeah, it it's just um, I've never been in a situation where I felt uh, intimidation, mobbing, uh, almost workplace violence. I felt that was on the next that was the next thing to happen, and uh, it's a very uncomfortable and very unsettling feeling. And so that's why I, I'm all about awareness of like, we need to name it in the moment, um, what, that, what that is, what's going on, and then report it uh, according to whatever protocol that, that institution has. And in Casey, with, even with physicians, physicians feel the incivility from, from their patients. I mean, six out of 10 physicians have had um, horrible comments based on their race, religion, weight, ethnicity. I mean, six out of 10. And what the study also found that a lot of physicians don't even know if there's a formal process to do complaints on it. There's no training on it. So this is something that I think with the pandemic has put this, as I said, magnifying glass on it. I think we're seeing institutions kind of tackling this now and trying to get that psychological safety in check so they don't lose staff and physicians. Yeah. And the more 
we talked today, the more obvious it is to me why why you were so adamant in wanting to have this conversation today. Uh, is there any other any other reason why you were so emphatic that we have this conversation today? Hmm. You know, I just think it's after after digging into it, some research on it, um, the impact it has on uh, the patient experience. Uh, and then when I saw this workplace aggression continuum, and it starts out with basic incivility. When I, and then when I talk about basic incivility, Casey, I'm just talking about like eye rolling, leaving a meeting before it's done, or leaving a conversation before the person's done talking, slamming doors, um, super small microaggressions. That's on the, 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 the distracting, annoying piece of this continuum. Then it just plugs along uh, bullying, uh, intimidation, mobbing. I, I mean, mobbing is basically when uh, people you don't even know have a problem with you because other people are, are like telling them how, whether you're not a good employee or something uh, bullying about you. So that mobbing happens, then physical violence, and then tragedy, Casey. That's when, you know, we see this tragedy all the time in the news and that, that happens in healthcare as well. So it's a slippery slope on that continuum. And when you're in it, you don't even feel like you don't feel yourself ticking down it, you know, and then tell you like, I got to get out of here. Now we talked about reporting incidences and, and, um, you know, following protocol, any other items you want to leave with us about, um, actions that we can take to, you know, battle some of these things? Yeah, let me, well, you know, I'll I'll say this. Um, one of my favorite quotes, uh, there's a book called by PM Forney, who is, uh, he was, a he created the civility project at Johns Hopkins and, uh, this quote he has on page four of his book, uh, Consider Conduct, which is 25 Rules of Civility. And the quote is, a crucial measure of our success in life is the way we treat one another every day of our lives. And that's kind of what I have this, I try to have this default setting of kindness when I interact with someone. And and then I, you know, when the benefits of, 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 a, of a civil uh, environment in healthcare, you're gonna, you're gonna, have, you're gonna reduce medical errors you're going to improve teamwork and communication. Employee retention is going to be sewn up. Less absenteeism, uh, energizing your employees, uh, less drama. we got enough drama to deal with. And it, or enhances your organization's reputation, your brand. It's huge. And, and so one thing, here's one takeaway I like to talk about with uh, incivility is when a stimulus response, Casey. So if I'm if I have a stimulus in my face, and I want to re- I want to react to it, I simply take a moment and I think about uh, one, uh, what is the positive intention about what what I'm about to say or do, and is this going to hurt anyone if I'm what I'm about to do, hurt emotionally? I'm talking about emotionally. And when I say that to myself, it gives me about thirty seconds to like sit there and like reset. I usually come up with a, a really kind response because I want to, we want to react in the moment. That's why I tell, we're in case we're in constant threat mode here. Our brains are in threat mode all the time. So we want to react. But when I slow myself down, I kind of use that restraint as my designated driver. Help me get through this because I don't want to, I don't want to create any more uh, tension that's, that's already in the, in the moment. That's my one nugget. I mean, just restraint and slow down and respond instead of react. Yeah, that's huge. That's definitely huge. So leadership, 
Yeah. Is there any thing that they can do better when it comes to nurturing these cultures of civility in, in our healthcare institutions? Yeah, I think a um, couple things. Um, one is to have a process in place to, to take on formal complaints, formal grievances, and most institutions do have that. Uh, the follow-up is key with that. But in Dr. Clark's book, she talks about civility teams, which I think is a great concept. Um, you know, have a maybe have an executive sponsor, maybe an HR or, or be the executive sponsor of the teams, have about five or seven people on a team, a cross-section of professionals or leaders in your organization. Um, and then, you know, they can create a, a charter, they can create action plans, data-driven action plans, and then report out to the institution, like what's going on. They can even maybe get involved in uh, uh, mediating disputes, uh, respond to incidences and things like that. So it's getting them involved in the in the core, in the basic uh, beginning of the, that civility team. The ownership there is huge. Uh, getting uh, grassroots, so to speak, of, of people, of the frontline people, staff to get involved in that and create. I think it's a good idea. I think it's a really smart idea to have a civility team and like how can they um, uh, post the message across the organization and be accountable. I feel like we've just started scratching the surface on this one, but um, yeah. as far as putting, a, you know, wrapping up for today, uh, is there any other thoughts you wanted to leave with us before we close it out here? I think the biggest thing for me, I've done a couple of uh, round tables on this was just awareness and Casey, when I left uh, that one organization, I went around, I was talking to some of my colleagues and I go, yeah, I was explaining what had happened to me. And nine out of 10 of the people I talked to said, oh, that's happened to me too. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, so this is not super unusual. And uh, so that was eye-opening for me that this is out there everywhere. And I think what, what I'm trying to get a point across is like, let's be aware of it. Let's name it. And let's let's take care of it. Let's try to come up with solutions so that other people don't have to go through that. And um, overall, uh, a civil organization, a culture belonging, a, a, a default set of kindness creates a great patient experience and great employee experience. This has been Jeff Robbins. He's the director of coaching here at the Healthcare Experience Foundation. We've been talking about incivility in healthcare and just a just a wonderful conversation. And I'll make sure to um, provide links to a lot of the resources that Jeff mentioned on today's program so uh, people can explore that further. But thanks again, Jeff, for your time today. Hey, Casey, it's a pleasure. I love talking with you. And this is a thanks for uh, allowing me to come and talk about this important subject. Okay. Until next time. Take care. Thanks, easy. buddy. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Healthcare Experience Matters. Healthcare Experience Matters is brought to you by the Healthcare Experience Foundation with today's episode teaming with PRC. To learn more, visit healthcareexperience.org. That's healthcareexperience.org.